0: Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of Central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at UPMC.com findadoc.
1: Welcome back to The Spark, I'm Anaya Falcon. Since the late 19th and early 20th centuries when jazz originated in the African-American communities of New Orleans, Louisiana, there have been a lot of changes within the jazz industry and new stories of jazz professionals that have emerged across the country. Today we'll hear the story of Dr. William Stowman, a local trumpeter, jazz professor, and the chair of the Messiah University Music Department. Discuss the jazz industry and history within Pennsylvania and the benefits of teaching jazz in schools. Dr. William, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: It's great to be here with you and I. Thanks for the invitation.
1: So, Dr. William, where did your passion for music come
0: from? first of all, you can call me Bill. That's all good. Awesome. (laughs) It's great. Um, You know, from a young age, I knew I wanted to be involved with music. I had parents, neither of my parents were musicians, actually, but my dad had a love for the trumpet and its music and was a huge fan of Harry James and Al Hurt and some of those great classical trumpeters. And I just really wanted a son to be a trumpet player. So he was very supportive of that from that first $60 trumpet through you know through the rest of my career. and uh, that's really where it came from and then I had phenomenal teachers as a youngster and uh, I knew pretty quickly this is what I wanted to do with my life.
1: Do you play other instruments as well?
0: Uh, I'm going to just say no to that. Uh, when you're, but when you're a music education major, which I did at the undergraduate level, you have to learn to play everything. And I, and I did enjoy that to a degree. Uh, but my, my career has taken, you know, as you go in these things, it, it, the road narrows and you become have to specialize in something. And of course, trumpet was, was always the answer for me.
1: There's a popular phrase that's used within the world of music for someone who is musically inclined. Many Mm -hmm. people may say a person like that has a, quote, ear for music. (laughs) Scientists are still studying information about the way humans hear music. But in your estimation, are some naturally or genetically musically inclined or is it an acquired skill?
0: Um, It's definitely an acquired skill. We like to say there's a danger in saying that someone is talented or born with a certain talent. And there's been a lot of writing about that, especially from the perspective that talent is never enough. Um, I think some people, um, you know, they have a proclivity for it or they, you know, it's like some people understand languages and can learn languages very quickly because they have an ear for that or it just makes sense to them. And I think for others of us, sound makes sense and thinking in terms of sound and and, uh, relating in terms of sound is a really important thing. Um, And so we see that in students, although I think anyone can enjoy music and anyone can learn to make music. Those that advance and really move forward with it just do have a a clear understanding or are wired to understand it differently.
1: What kind of work have you been able to do throughout your jazz career?
0: most of my my involvement in jazz has been teaching it. Um, I grew up playing in big bands back home and did that all through college. When I got to Messiah, it's one of the parts of the program that I really wanted to grow. And I've been here for 26 years now, and there were a lot of really wonderful things established in the music department. Um, but the jazz program was something that was near and dear to my heart because of the teachers I had and and because of the value that i know that it brings and so most of my experiences have been in jazz education either teaching here or conducting district jazz festivals or being a guest somewhere that's that's pretty much my involvement in it Um, and i've had some tremendous experiences there i've met some of my best friends in the world through playing in jazz ensembles and big bands Um, i've had some of my most uh the things that i'm most proud about in my career um, the successes of this program being invited to perform at the Pennsylvania music educators conference and being recognized for a school that has a strong jazz program. Those have been things that have been amazing experiences. In fact, uh, our big band is going to be playing at PMEA this year uh, in the Poconos in April. So really excited about that.
1: And in in order to be a teacher and to kind of uh, give people lessons that you've learned, it Mm -hmm. comes with failures. (laughs) So (laughs) what are some of those that you've experienced?
0: if there are failures every day in fact um I have a good friend of mine who's a teacher that says if you're not failing at more than 15% all the time, you're just not doing it right. Uh, you're absolutely <laughs> doing it wrong. And in music, it's like that on a daily basis. We get better by failing. So I, we have a very different perspective on that. Um, but sure, there are times when you'd hope that a student would win a particular audition or you, you hope that the ensemble would achieve a certain level. Um, and sometimes those things fall short, but they ultimately end up just being fueled to teach better, to learn a different way. And to turn it around, you know, our our discontentment with things sometimes are is, is the best thing that could happen to us because that is that is the wellspring. And then we we go from there once we've been uh, once we've been kind of turned down in an audition or something, sometimes it fuels us to, to do better. Um, we have uh, I mentioned when we talked before very briefly about uh, this podcast that I do. And in fact, one of our episodes coming up is called Near Misses you know, uh, near victories and how they shaped our careers. <laughs> and that's ultimately how those work.
1: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that podcast.
0: Oh, sure. Um, it's called the open bell. Now I warn you that it is all trumpet all the time. So there are three of us that are trumpet professors. Um, myself, my, my two very dear friends, Dr. Brian Appleby Weinberg, uh, from Rowan university out in New Jersey. And then my good friend, Joey Tartell, um, who teaches trumpet at Indiana University in Bloomington? Um, Brian is a, just a world-renowned cornet player. Plays in brass bands. Has studied in England and lived in England. And Joey um, has actually played with the um, the Jazz Ambassadors, the Army Jazz Ambassadors in in Washington D.C. And then also on Maynard Ferguson's band. Uh, so quite a quite a background there and a lot of experience. And the three of us love teaching, and so we developed this podcast to share information with folks about how we overcome things, some goal, how to set goals, um, different issues related to trumpet. And of course it leans into life in general. You know, we we talk about teaching, we talk about failures, we talk about successes um, and really talk about how to communicate with our students and give them good information.
1: There are so many different styles of music, but why does jazz or why did jazz stick out to you?
0: The thing about jazz with me is that it's so gosh, it's so personal, it really is. Um, you know, if you're if you if you like orchestral music, that's great, which I do, and I do love all kinds of music. Um, but that that music is typically typically about um, a composer or a particular symphony, and there's so many people involved with it. But jazz is always about the person. <laughs> it's always about a single individual who had an impact. Um, and so this is why certain names have become household names in jazz miles davis john coltrane you know these are names that are at the top of the list but there's so many more and there's so many up-and-coming young musicians who are incredible but i love jazz because it's about the person and their take on a subject um you know there are there are standard what we call standard jazz tunes that are out there that all students learn um but Blue Bossa, for example, there are so many renditions of this song (laughs) done by so many different players, and each one of them is so different. And it's fascinating because they're all dealing with the same 12 notes, right? And it's typically a soloist, piano, bass, and drums. Yet it is entirely different vocabulary, entirely different spirit, entirely different energy brought to it by each individual person. And that just fascinates me. I just am fascinated by it.
1: Talk to me a little bit about the origin of jazz and what the style of music was historically used for to make changes in society.
0: Well, this is the thing, another thing that's great about jazz. In my own education, I was brought up reading music. I, if I had my trumpet in my hand, I needed to have something in front of me that would told me what buttons to push down and when to play. And then as I got older, I realized I just want to be able to play my horn. I just wanna be able to pick it up and play. And so the beautiful thing about jazz is that it did come about through this oral tradition. This idea that, no, we're not reading. I learned this thing and I wanna teach it to you by playing it to you. And that level of communication that so far exceeds language and words and any kind of other vocabulary Two people sitting down, communicating through sound, non-verbally, and this is the way that the tradition was passed on. Um, what I love about that is that if, if you're purely teaching jazz the right way, this is the way you're teaching it. You're not teaching it or you know, over legislating it through, through written music. You're really teaching it through that oral tradition. And so that leads us to this idea of improvisation, which is at the heart of the matter. And being able to know that here's the theme, this is, this is what we're talking about, these are, the, these are the, um, the confinements of what key we're in and so forth, but now everything else is up to you is just a beautiful metaphor for what we, what we do every day in life and how we have to learn to communicate with each other and to collaborate with one another, using our own vocabulary to make something meaningful and significant, yet doing it in such a way that everyone understands and gets a new perspective on it.
1: What jazz history can you share with us that pertains to P- Pennsylvania itself?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Pennsylvania has a, a really rich jazz history there, from the Poconos to Pittsburgh uh, to right here in Harrisburg, and of course in Philadelphia. The names of the people that have come out of Philadelphia, uh, in particular, but but through all these major metropolitan centers, has been really very very rich, um, and that influence continues today through the people who then went on to teach and who are active in the industry today. Um, So Pennsylvania does have a bit of a rich history, and some of those things are still happening. The Poconos and Berks County in particular is a real center for that. Right here in Harrisburg, that has carried on for years through the Central Pennsylvania Friends of Jazz. Um, When I first came here, and, you know, trying to be involved with things and trying to be involved with the community and attach Messiah University to certain things, Um, CPFJ really had kind of cornered the market on that. They were bringing in incredible guests. They were continuing that tradition of bringing live jazz into the communities of Pennsylvania, in particular, into the Harrisburg and, and surrounding communities. And I did serve on the board for CPFJ for quite a while and and actually still oversee the summer jazz camp that we do here at Messiah in the summers. And so there is a rich history there of the Craftsman Guild in Pittsburgh where great artists came through and played in that place um, that you could just in that day imagine being able to walk in and hear some of these artists live, you know, and Harrisburg, I don't think was too far behind. I think there were a lot of folks who stopped here on the way through as well, you know, and brought their music to this, to this region.
1: So a, a little bit uh, earlier in our conversation, Bill, we talked about uh, the jazz industry, but I want to know, is the jazz career path growing in popularity from what you can see in your different roles?
0: I would say that it's it's at least sustaining. You know, I there was a while when the arts were really taking a hit, and typically we are an easy target. And mm-hmm. then within that, Um, the idea of jazz and the genre of jazz, is just a small slice of the music industry inside the arts industry, yet it continues, it continues to be alive and it continues to thrive. Um, and so I, we still see students, you know, who are migrating to major university centers in this country to study jazz and to keep this art form alive. And I think it's an incredibly important thing. Um. I will give you my perspective on this as a parent as well i have two sons who pursued this music actually three of i have four children but three of my sons really pursued um jazz through the high school and two of them into college one is now a music teacher and the other one is an undergraduate um, studying music music education and jazz and as a parent i'm entirely behind that because i think i think we all deserve a chance to study something that we love and in, in this particular case, I know the great value that comes out of a student studying jazz and how that translates into so many other things. And so um, I know from my knowledge of what's happening at some of the major universities, as I said, like IU and North Texas and, and Northern Colorado and places where jazz is alive and well, I think we're okay moving forward. And I think there are some really great people who are poised to come out and make a difference.
1: According to a 2019 NPR Music Jazz Critics poll, half of the top 10 new releases were recordings led or co-led by women artists. Women in jazz have traditionally been singers um, and a a role that allows them to be dismissed as entertainers. There are a few female instrumentalists, composers, arrangers, and band leaders uh, within the jazz industry, according to NPR. Uh, Dr. William, is this what you're seeing now within the jazz industry, or is the jazz industry becoming uh, more populated with women?
0: I think that the industry uh, has finally, is finally caught up and in a position to illuminate the work of these incredible women. Um, Jazz has been a male-dominated sport, unfortunately. But there are some people who have led the way and held incredible positions. One of my Trump but heroes uh, is a woman by the name of Liesl Whitaker and Liesl played lead in the U S army blues jazz ensemble in DC. And she's a beautiful trumpet player, an amazing powerful trumpet player that plays with such elegance and grace. Um, people like Liesl deserve to be noticed and deserve to be, um, you know, to held up as an example of what is possible. Um, she also played in a group called diva, which was an all an all female jazz ensemble that was run by Sherry Miracle. Incredible, incredible jazz ensemble. Uh, Maria Schneider is another one who's got an amazing big band You know, as a leader. Maria is in, incredible as a leader. So um, I'm glad the industry is kind of catching up with that. In music in general, there's a the push for this, I will say, not just in jazz, but finally uh, highlighting and illuminating, illuminating the diversity that exists in composers of all sorts of music from all types of backgrounds. And I'm happy to see it.
1: You are a trumpet and jazz professor at Maasai University. So why do you think it's important for music programs to be a part of schools?
0: My goodness, we are absolutely the universal donor. So (laughs) in music, our students... Um, learn to speak in multiple languages at one time. They learn to communicate with each other uh, the, in ways that go beyond any kind of verbal communication. Um, the collaborative spirit of what we do in music uh, is is not taught in the same way anywhere else. I mean, we're not only teaching music and the skills that go along with that, but along with it, good citizenship, right? How to appreciate beauty in the world, how to have an aesthetic and, and to know what you like and don't like and what we teach and learn through just simply work ethic and persistence and overcoming failure on a daily basis, that is the value of music. Mm. I've always said that, um, you know, medical schools actually love the undergraduate degree in music. It's one of their, one of the most successful degrees to get into medical schools, to study music at the undergrad level. And if you think about that Think about someone, a surgeon, for example, who can process things in three or four languages at the same time, who has great facility with their fingers and the entire time that they're doing all this, they memorize mass amounts of information and yet can feel sympathetically and empathetically while they're doing their job. That's the surgeon that I want. That's the doctor that I want. Uh, Someone who, with that sort of background, educated as the whole person and, and present with so many things at once.
1: Do you think jazz is taught enough in our local schools?
0: No. Um, it's there. Um, and, and and I must say, in our region here in South Central, uh, jazz is alive and well. There are a lot of great big bands. Um, there are a lot of high school jazz festivals that deserve to be noted, and a lot of opportunities for students. And it always does my heart so good to see that happening. But in terms of being part of the curriculum it's not it's it's the american story it is the thing that that highlights the genius in the african-american community when we talk about diversity in music and there's such a push for this right now i think it's impossible for me and has been impossible for me for the last 30 years to program a jazz concert that isn't diversified (laughs) because i rely so heavily on these masters who brought forth this great music and that that deserves to be illuminated, not just in the music curriculum, but across the curriculum in all subjects.
1: You, as I mentioned, you're a jazz professor, you're a jazz professional, and as you mentioned, you're a father. How do you find a healthy balance with all of these roles (laughs) without neglecting?
0: I'm not sure sure I have. Um, I I do my best. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be in a situation here where a lot of the things that I do kind of turn the same flywheel. Um, my wife and I decided, you know, this is a great place to raise our family here in in South Central and, and at Messiah in particular. So the work that I do here has fed into the community and worked with the schools where my kids go. So I they're all in music, so I got to spend a lot of time with them, and it all sort of it all sort of feeds the same thing. Um, the things that I do in music allowed me to show my my kids how to be part of the community and how to be a good citizen and how to work hard and be a professional. So, it all it all kind of worked together. It really did.
1: We have a song to play by you and Kirk Reese uh, called mm-hmm. "A Timeless Place." Let's take a listen. Great. We just listened to A Timeless Place by Dr. William Stowman and Kirk Reese. Dr. William, thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed listening to that and speaking with you.
0: I really enjoyed being here and meeting you as well. And I thank you for the opportunity to talk about jazz and thank you for illuminating this incredible history that we have here in South Central.
1: Learn more about today's topics at WITF.org slash the spark or make your suggestions for topics to the spark at WITF.org. I'm Anaya Falcon. Have yourself a great day.